Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, November 25th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Nature-based learning is growing in the United States, but Germany and other European countries have long embraced the philosophy of raising children in the woods at forest preschools. I think for children it's a dream to be here because they can be free. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney visits forest preschools in Germany. We'll have that report in just a few minutes. St. Charles County is taking more steps to slow the spread of coronavirus. Bars and nightclubs have to close at 11 p.m. starting tonight. The public health order is in effect indefinitely. County Executive Steve Ellman says other jurisdictions in the region have similar restrictions. He says he wants to make sure St. Charles County, quote, is not a magnet for those who want to stay out late and party in groups. Healthcare workers, religious leaders, and union officials in the St. Louis area are urging people to follow public health guidelines to keep the coronavirus from spreading. They also say hospitals and nursing homes need to do more to protect workers. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. Faith leaders, a union official, and hospital and nursing home employees say the region's caregiving institutions need to protect every worker at risk of catching the coronavirus. The Reverend Daryl Gray said it's time for Governor Mike Parson to issue a statewide mask mandate and for other government officials to do more to help keep the virus from spreading in the workplace. He says people in the region also need to take more precautions to protect themselves and others. We need help from individuals from our healthcare providers, uh, and from our government. We need them to care for all of us in the midst of this crisis. They're also calling for hospitals and nursing homes to provide more personal protective equipment for workers and to give them hazard pay. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. One in four people hospitalized in Illinois is a COVID-19 patient, even though the rate of diagnosis has slowed in the last two weeks. Illinois Department of Public Health Director Dr. Ngaze Izike is again encouraging residents to cancel big Thanksgiving plans in order to curb another sharp rise in COVID infections and eventual hospitalizations. Everyone might be too timid to bring up the conversation and say that they're really having second thoughts and that they're really thinking about what the CDC and what all the public health officials are saying. Ezekiel says it's a challenge for hospitals to stay adequately staffed, especially as a growing number of healthcare workers exposed to COVID must self-quarantine. Illinois hospitals are also losing doctors and nurses to medical facilities in other states, promising high-paying short-term contracts. With health experts advising people to keep Thanksgiving celebrations small during the pandemic, leaders at Fort Leonard Wood are dealing with a tough question. How do you follow those guidelines if you are setting a table for 12000 St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. Fort Leonard Wood's food service team has set up dining facilities for social distancing and is cleaning all tables in between diners. Staff wear masks at all times, and soldiers only take them off while eating. Beverly Leggett is with the dining team at the military base. She says Thanksgiving dinner will be special despite those extra measures. We are taking care of the soldiers at Fort Leonard We are keeping safe measures, and we're not going to sacrifice the food. We're not going to sacrifice the home feeling and the love that comes from each one of our food service personnel. 
Fort Leonard Wood is expecting to prepare more than 7,000 pounds of turkey and more than 2,000 cakes and pies tomorrow. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. After months of being stuck indoors, parents and educators are looking for more ways to get children outside. Open-air classes reduce coronavirus risk. With support from the Pulitzer Center, St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney spent part of the fall reporting in Germany. He visited some forest preschools to see how they raise students among the trees. Uli Bostrom's co-teachers include a dog, two ponies, and a half-dozen chickens. Bostrom founded a Waldkindergarten, or forest preschool, seven years ago in a wooded area of the capital, Berlin. I think for children it's a dream to be here because they can be free. The concept of forest preschools started in Scandinavia and is popular in Germany as well. Most are run independently, often with help of a parents' group, but they receive government subsidies. Most have a tent or shack and maybe a few toys, but nature is the playground and the classroom. Bostrom says kids should be allowed to roam free. Preschool for most kids, she says, is too structured and serious. As for learning, it's more on the fly, like a headcount, before heading off into the woods. They sometimes so, I don't know the word, but over-educated. They have to learn to, you know, count and to learn to blah, blah, blah. And you see, they learn it here as well, but in a totally different way, in a free way. On this gray fall day, the kids are all dressed in rain pants, heavy coats, gloves and hats, and rubber boots. They spend nearly all day, every day, outside. As the children lead the way down a well-known path, I quickly acquire a personal trail guide. He promises to point out everything interesting. And I soon know the German words for leaves, trees, and his favorite, mushrooms. Advocates of nature-based education say it increases imagination, resilience, and problem-solving, as well as health. At an intersection, Bostrom asks the kids where they'd like to go. Okay, wollen wir dann aber zum Baum gehen oder hier stehen bleiben? Baum. Okay. The big tree is the overwhelming choice. It's their ship or their car or the bus or something like this, they can play there. Many schools in the United States are choosing trees over desks, at least in part. Some are trying to move classes outside as a way to reduce kids' risk of coronavirus infection. But even before the pandemic, the number of forest preschools in the U.S. was growing, doubling to almost 600 in the last three years, according to the Natural Start Alliance. That's still a third the number in Germany. Bostrom's advice to all the newcomers? Um, They only need warm clothes if it's cold. And keep the kids moving. A week later, I visit another vault kindergarten in a wood on the western edge of Munich. Rain is falling, but not enough to keep us indoors. As my boots squish and slide in the thin layer of well-trodden mud, I get a sense of the messiness of forest preschool. But parent Tamara Pinto shrugs off my concerns about laundry. Put the clothes out and then I put in front of the door. Founder and director Annette Zander says she usually gets a different question from prospective parents. The most important question is, what about the toilet? (laughs) There's an outhouse, built of wood, of course. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio.
Ryan is reporting on schools in Germany through an Education Writers Association fellowship with additional support from the Pulitzer Center. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. No podcast tomorrow or Friday as we take a break for Thanksgiving. This daily extravaganza returns Monday. Have a safe holiday. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.